0: Michael Kiss, SB Nation, Bleeding Green Nation, Episode 4 of Quick Jam. Look, it was an off day on Saturday. BGN Radio 137 covered Friday's practice. We're going to touch on some of what happened there, and we're also going to have some fun. First, let's get caught up on injuries, and there's a couple new ones to report from Friday as Zach Ertz is day-to-day with an upper body knock. Safety Marcus Epps also feeling wonky up top. He is day-to-day as well. Defensive end Sharif Miller, quarterback. Rasul Douglas, wide receivers Deontay Burnett and Jalen Rager were listed with an unspecified illness. No idea what that could be, but remember, Duke Riley had just come back from an illness, so perhaps there's a bug going around. Guys still missing practice are Miles Sanders, Derek Barnett, Javon Hargrave, Boston Scott, and Sidney Jones. Dallas Goddard suffered a hairline fracture in his thumb during the week. He might be back and in a splint next week, but it's nothing major to worry about. On Friday, Jason Peters was limping at one point and was pulled. His first team reps at right guard were supplanted by Matt Pryor, and I'll say it's gonna be frustrating tracking Peters' health throughout the season. Season, but having prior there is depth. Also the rookie Jack Driscoll makes it less catastrophic. If Peters is going to miss some snaps or some weeks, Carson Wentz's connection with Deshaun Jackson has carried over from last year's camp in week one, where Jackson had eight catches on nine targets for 154 yards and two touchdowns. The two were dialed into each other during Friday's practice with Jackson getting a ton of targets. If Jackson is healthy for double digit games this year, you can expect big numbers to come out of that relationship. Speaking of receivers, JJ Ortega Whiteside is getting a lot of reps on first at X receiver, which is where Alshon Jeffrey would normally align. He's making the most of it too, grabbing some contested catches for big gains and touchdowns in the Friday practice, and he's been pretty open with the media about how his 2019 just flat out wasn't good enough. You know, as a fan of J-Jaws in the pre-draft process, I think he's a perfect candidate for the Dennis system of player evaluation. Let's kick it to a special segment where I explain how that system works. gentle listeners, the Dennis system is a comprehensive approach to player hype that I have perfected over the years. See, my success with scouting does not solely stem from my good looks and my extremely great brain. This is a careful, systemic approach that has allowed me to become the evaluator I am today. Now, the first step to hyping any prospect is to D, demonstrate their value. In my most recent case, my subject was Sidney Jones, a talented but injured prospect coming out of Washington. I demonstrated his value by highlighting what he looked like pre-injury. And I told people, this is what he will be, but he's quite injured. Thus, demonstrating his value as a viable prospect and all around great player. Once you've demonstrated their value, you're going to want to pound the table. Once you've pounded that table, you want to move on to E, engage physically. I personally try to engage by watching highlight reels, identifying where the plays happen in the game, and then clipping those from the All-22. There's no need to actually watch the full Coaches film, which is really just a waste of time. But I will tell people that I watch several games of the All-22, which makes it sound cool, makes it sound exclusive. And that's when the hive mind waltz begins. The fan base in the All-22 lock eyes in a blaze of fiery homerism. Sidney Jones is good. You're the one that's good. Okay, now once you've sold the fan base on a player, they'll naturally start to depend on him when projecting team success, which brings me to the first N, nurturing dependence. You're going to want to nurture that dependence that they're feeling about him, guys. Talk about the lack of depth at his position. Post some out-of-context stats and film about his competition. Or you can use my personal go-to, talk about the need for cheap young talent with a team that is going to or is paying their quarterback. Do it on a podcast and be all dramatic with something like, I'm watching the cap. They're going to be screwed in 2021. Now, if you've completed all the other steps properly up to this point, fans will naturally want to take the relationship to the next level. But you're not going to do that. You're going to do the exact opposite. Pull back, guys. Pull back. Which brings me to the second end. Neglect emotionally. Stop tweeting about the player. Ignore all of his bad plays. Maybe that fear-mongering about the cap situation comes back, and you're not around to cool it off. Hello? Welcome to cap hell. (laughs) 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 This will frighten the out of them, okay? And the fans will really start getting mixed up because you're not there to assuage their fears. They'll start questioning the team, and that's a perfect time to, I, inspire hope. In Sydney's case, I went on a podcast and screamed, gentle listeners, listen, listen, wait. I wanted to tell you that the reason that I was so quiet about Sidney Jones is because I was afraid he was gonna break my heart and I got scared, but I'm not scared anymore, baby. I love him. We need him. And then naturally, we stand. And this is the best stand of all because it's very emotional for them. See, they think Sidney's broken through my tough exterior shell and coerced hype from a man who was afraid to love. And then I slink out into the night never to talk about him again. S separate entirely d e n n i s the dennis system that my friends is the key to hyping any player Overall on Friday, it was the defense that put the best work in during the practice with Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson being disruptive. Other standouts, according to BLG, were Josh Sweat, Hassan Ridgeway, Joe Osman, and Casey Tuhill. Osman got injured in Milata's head a little bit. At the end of the practice, Milata slammed his helmet in frustration about his performance. Time is ticking on that experiment, but remember, it's only one practice. And look, Milata did a lot better against Gennard Avery, so it wasn't all negative for the Aussie. Keeping it with the defense, one guy that really thrived in live tackling was new free agent acquisition safety Will Parks. Reports indicate that he was in on a number of tackles and he's playing with some real intensity in these sessions. He'll be fighting for third safety reps during the season and hopefully he's the solution to what has been a sore thumb for the Eagles in recent years. I'm looking at you. Corey Graham the Eagles were off on Saturday but practice continued today on Sunday of course we're going to have it covered for you here at BGN so keep it locked here make sure you're subscribed leave five stars and a written review in Apple Podcasts if you're feeling inclined to support the feed it really does help and that'll do it for episode four of quick jam go spray some deer antler spray on your face like it's the chrome for Mad Max and go have yourself a day